0: Open your Bibles with me to the book of Colossians, chapter 1. How many of you needed that this morning? Yeah, I did. I know I did. And uh, it's wonderful the way the Word of God speaks to us. We looked this morning at Ephesians, chapter 3, and the prayer that the Apostle Paul made for those in Ephesus. This morning, or this evening, I want us to look at uh, Colossians, chapter 1, and what. The Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write and pray for, for the folks there in Colossae. So let's start reading in verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. I was just reading an article about the apostles and what God had them accomplish. And um, what, this, what this author was saying was that the apostles never accomplished what God wanted them to do, to have the gospel go into all the world. Well, according to this verse, verse 6, which is come unto you as it is in... What's it say there? I think the gospel went around the whole globe. It, it's interesting how faithless scholarship can can become and I think all of us have to be careful of that don't we Uh, if I don't know it or if I don't understand it or if I can't prove it well then I don't want to say that well it's easy to say that the gospel went to the whole world because the Bible says that it did and so what that does is that removes the burden of proof from me and puts the burden of proof on God and God doesn't care whether proof is there or not we're just supposed to believe what he says Uh, So now, look at the next verse, verse 7. As ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. Now, look at this. See if this is familiar to you. For this cause, we saw that twice in uh, Ephesians chapter 3. All right? For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. Now, this is something that I, as a pastor, that I work on, is consistently praying for you. But I don't know that I could say that I, since the day I heard about you, I have not ceased to pray for you. Now, in a general way, I do. But this is a, uh, this is a real convicting thing for me to where I need to pray for you all individually, Regularly more than collectively. And it's, it's a really interesting thing. How many of you would say, wow, I need to do a better job of praying for all of the people in the church? And we can facilitate that with a church list. If you need a church list to help you pray through, just ask Laura, and she can be sure that you get one, all right? Then, and it's, there's also phone numbers on there if you need to borrow money from someone. Um, <laughs> But then look at what the verse says. Again, verse 9. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him all things consist. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this amazing passage of Scripture. And Lord, again, as we, as we saw this morning, there are some specific ways that we can pray. And here in this text, you're giving us more. So, Father, help us to absorb this, help us to comprehend it as we saw this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're talking about engaging prayer. So there again in verse 9, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire. All right? So it begins with a constant habit of prayer. Your prayer for each other, our prayer for each other, ought to be a constant habit. Now, you young people, I want you all to look up here. Sometimes I remember, for me, when I would hear a message like this, I, I would listen to it, but I really was not that interested in a message like this when I was a young person. This is for you. You guys ought to be praying for all the other kids in the, in the youth department. You know, you don't know what the homes are like that these kids, are, your friends are growing up in. You don't know what's going on with them at school. You don't know what battles are going on inside them. All of those kinds of things. The person sitting next to you might be doubting whether or not God is real. You need to be praying for them. You need to be praying for them. So this idea, this, this prayer, it, it must become a habit that we constantly pray for each other. With Awana starting, I've been praying for the Yo's because of the just the the burden that they have for it. How many of you got to see Justin Wednesday night before Awana started? He looked like he had drank about ten Red Bulls. He was like this all over the place. It was awesome. Oh man, that was funny. He needs our prayer. His head's going to pop off. We pray for him with the kids, all the Sunday school teachers that have your children, your grandchildren. We need to be praying for them constantly, those teachers, so many other things. And then, of course, just uh, for each other. But so it begins in verse 9 with a consistent habit of prayer. And then, and to desire, middle of verse 9 there, and to desire. Do you have a desire for other people to benefit? Do you have a desire for other people to benefit? Someone else in the church gets a new car. Are you jealous of that or are you thankful for them? I'm glad you got that. I'm glad you're able to do that. Um, Someone gets a promotion, whatever it is, just anything. Are you happy when other people move up? And more than that, do you have spiritual desire for the other people in the church? Are you concerned about how they're doing? Look at what it says here, middle of verse 9 again, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of His will. So how can I pray for you? I can pray that you are filled with the knowledge of God's will. How many of you right now are in a decision-making process about something? Would you raise your hand? Just hold it up. I want everybody to see. Turn around, look around. Everybody, look. Hold your hands up and look. Look. You can pray for people right now. There are people that you can pray for right now who need to know what God wants them to do. Now we're not going to take the time to do it this morning or this evening, but we know that God's will is the same for everybody. Is that right? It's God's will that we all be saved. It's God's will that we all abstain from fornication. It's God's will. Those things are. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All of those things are God's will. And they're the same for everybody. But God's specific plan for you, I want you to know what that is. I want you to know it in all wisdom. And that's what the verse says. Look at what it says again, middle of verse 9. And to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. How many of you, how many of you get it? that spiritual understanding is a lot different than general knowledge. You know, and that's something in counseling that's very difficult. Um, If I'm counseling you for something, well, (laughs) I'm a very practical person when it comes to counseling. You know, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to do, here's my counsel, don't do that. Right, And so those things are simple. And honestly, that's why some people don't come to me for counseling because if they're doing something they're not supposed to do and they come and tell me they're struggling with this thing they're not supposed to do, I'll tell them to stop doing that. And then what would I do? I would pray for them that they would be strengthened in the inner man. Amen? Strengthened in the inner man. So when you have things like that, There's not a lot of discernment necessary. Okay, You have someone that's struggling with something they're not supposed to do, looking at stuff on the Internet they're not supposed to look at. They're struggling with that. They come to me and say, Pastor, don't do that. Take the computer and throw it in the trash if you have to. Cut off all electronics to the house. Whatever it takes, stop that. How many of you recognize there's not a lot of spiritual discernment necessary there? Right? Don't do that. Um, But someone comes and they they have a choice to make. And it's two good things. Now what do you do? Now you need some spiritual wisdom, don't you? You need some spiritual wisdom. That's what I want you to have. That's my desire for you. My desire is that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. How cool would it be? If you were full of wisdom, how cool would it be if I was full of wisdom? Now, what's the best way to be full of wisdom? We prayed that this morning. We learned that this morning. What's the best way to be full of wisdom? What was one of the things that we would pray for? Go to Ephesians chapter 3 and let's look at it. Verse 19. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. If you're filled with all the fullness of God, do you think you'll be full of wisdom? Yeah. Yeah. I love the passage. The Bible says, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of a God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. If you lack wisdom, ask God for that. He will give you wisdom, the Bible says. That's pretty cool, isn't it? So, but that's not, that's different than this. This is just being full of God. If I'm full of God, then I'll have the wisdom of God. How are you full of God? Look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom. So, how can you be full of wisdom? Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You see, you know, my knowledge of history, all right? And I know some things about history. I went to college for a lot of years to study history. So I've got some knowledge of history. That doesn't make me wise. That makes me good at Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> Man, I loved it when Trivial Pursuit came out. That game was made for me. I had a buddy who said I was a wellspring of worthless tidbits of information. You know, so when, uh, I might not have be been able to play Wheel of Fortune, but I can play Trivial Pursuit. Does that does that mean I'm wise? No, no, no. And so that's why when you go back to Colossians one, look at what it says again. The prayer, middle of verse nine, and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Um, when I look at what's going on in our State Department right now, how many of you have seen the people that are the spokespeople for the State Department? How many of you have seen that? This Jen Psaki and these... It's like they're 13-year-olds. Now, no no insult to you 13-year-olds. But I don't want you representing the State Department right now. You know, they might do better. That's exactly right. The, the, and the idealism in the State Department, the radical ideas that we have in the State Department. And, but here's the thing. They're not stupid people. They're just not wise people. They need wisdom. And that wisdom is completely lacking because they have a wrong worldview. They have an anti-God and anti-Christianity worldview in our State Department, we as believers can get to where we have a culturally influenced worldview. We need a worldview that is full of the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's what we need. That's what we need, a spiritual discernment. That's how I can pray for you. That's how you can pray for me. Now, let's just be real honest. How many of you right now, you know that you could use better spiritual discernment right now? Would you raise your hand? Hold them up. I want everybody to see. Look around. Everybody look around. This is a way that we can pray for each other. Something that it's an acknowledged need. Um, Pastor Nathan and I were talking about Sunday nights and themes and those kinds of things. I need spiritual wisdom for that. I need to know what you need. I need to know what I can teach that will be helpful for you, spiritual wisdom. That's how you can pray for me. Look at verse 10. This is continuing his prayer. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. That you might walk worthy of the Lord. Now, that's a good way for us to pray. Every night that I pray with my children, I pray that that, uh, they will grow up to love the Lord and to live for Him. Um, and this would be something good to add, that they could walk worthy of the vocation wherewith they are called. Remember, that's Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1. So he finishes his prayer in Ephesians 3 and then goes into chapter 4, walk worthy of it. All that you've been taught, you young people, you you guys, you've been taught pretty well, haven't you? You're being taught pretty well. Walk worthy of it. Walk worthy of it. We need to pray for them that they can do it. Us adults, as we go into life, as we inter- interact with the community, how about we walk worthy? Boy, I need somebody to pray for me for that. We need to pray for each other, that you might walk worthy, verse 10, of the Lord. Look at what it says, unto all pleasing. Um, <clears throat> I try to do things in the house that please her right? And it's nice because she's actually pretty easy to please. But I try to do things that will please her. So if I buy her a gift, I want it to be something that's a surprise. I love surprising her and doing things like that. I want to do things that please her. When I get done preaching, I don't like preaching when she's not there because how many of you have noticed I struggle with a filter? You ever noticed that? She helps provide me a filter. Um. So so she's a big help for me. And now I know many of you husbands, your wife is also your filter. I know that. And some of you wives need to step it up a little bit. I'm just telling you. But um, I do live wanting to please her. And I know that she does things to please me, whether it's food that she buys or whatever. She does things to please me. Why? Because that's what love does, isn't it? That's what love does well if i if i 'm full of love for the Lord, if i 'm rooted and grounded in love, as we looked at in in, in Ephesians three this morning if i 'm rooted and grounded in that, then i 'm going to want to please God, so I need to walk worthy, I need to walk in a way that pleases Him, so young people, this is such a good lesson for you, you young ladies when you 're getting dressed here 's the question that you should ask will what i 'm wearing today please the Lord? not will it please that idiot at school that you're going to hate next month. <laughs> but will it please the Lord? Will it please the Lord? And honestly, folks, all of us are this way. Whether In some way, there are people that we want to please at times more than we want to please the Lord. And so this is such a challenge for us, and it's one of those things, again, that has to be on purpose. What happens when we put the Lord first, we want to please Him first. My goodness, we need to pray for each other about this. Lord, help Ty Blackford at work this week to please you in the way that he interacts with his co-workers. Help him to please you. Wouldn't it be wonderful to know that people are praying that for you? Diana is there raising the children. We pray for Diana that she will please the Lord in the way that she rears those children. What a wonderful thing to pray for, isn't it? What a wonderful thing. that you Verse 10 again, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Now look at this. Being fruitful in every good work. So how can I pray for you? I could pray for Chad Hollinger. Lord, help him to be fruitful at work today. Help him to be fruitful. Do you know that if we pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ, that they can be fruitful? There's all kinds of fruit in the Bible, whether it's the the fruit of the Spirit or the fruit of the Christian or uh, the the good steward getting an increase in investment. All of those things, that's fruit. Well, I need to pray for fruit in your life. And then spiritually, I need to pray that you will produce spiritual fruit. We need to pray for that. We need to pray for it. Uh, Then look at what it says. Verse 10 again, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. What is the latest thing you learned about God? I learned something really cool about a week ago. Um, You know the term Godhead, the Godhead. That speaks of the Trinity, right? The, the, the term Godhead is in the Bible three times. That's pretty cool. The Trinity, the Godhead, three times. Those, are, those things are not coincidences. What is it, the, the, the rabbis used to say coincidence is not a kosher word. It's not a kosher void. it's really important that you are learning, that you are increasing in the knowledge of God. I need to pray that you can do that. Is there anyone here that's busy? Any of you busy? Yeah. When are you going to grow in the knowledge of God? It's got to be on purpose, doesn't it? It's got to be on purpose. I need to pray that as I preach and teach, that it's not just rah-rah, but that you're learning things from the Word of God here at Grace Baptist Church. That means that Pastor Nathan and I and the other teachers, Brother Farrier's preaching Wednesday night, that we prepare, that we are ready to give you something that will feed you and help you to grow. But this is a way that we can pray for each other. So again, verse 10, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Verse 11, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Lord, give Doug Schmidtmeier power at Honda this week. Help him. He's working a lot of overtime. He's tired. He's going to snap at somebody on the line and then they're going to string him up on a robot or something. <laughs> Pray that the Lord will give Doug power. Wouldn't it be great if I prayed that for you this week? Pray for our school teachers. Working with these kids, that the Lord will give them spiritual wisdom, spiritual knowledge, the power of God to communicate. Pray for the students they teach, that the students will ask questions that will give our teachers an opportunity to speak up for Christ. We can pray. We can pray for them. Then, verse 11 again, Strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power. Oh, wow. Unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Who here, now, we all know probably don't want to pray for patience because what is it that brings patience? Tribulation. Tribulation. And yet, how many of you could probably stand a little more patience? Right? We can pray for each other on that. We can pray for it. Long suffering. Long-suffering. That's such a great descriptive word, isn't it? I pray for Laura that she can suffer long. With me. But look at the way that it is. Patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. How many of you are waiting for something right now? Raise your hand. You're waiting for something right now. Yeah. How's your joy? Oh, man, can I tell you something? Can I confess? I'm not good at this. How many of you, that's shocking? When something's coming, I I get so anxious for it, uh, so worked up for it, that even if it's something that's good, that it's hard to enjoy it. It's hard to enjoy it. This is something that we can pray for each other for. Isn't it? How many of you see how practical this is right here? It's right where we are living, and there's specific things that we can pray for. Lord bless uh, Brent and Carey. Well, that's nice, and it's better than not praying for you at all, but isn't this better, specifically praying what the Bible tells us to pray for? And then verse 12, "...giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light." who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. All of these characteristics, this truth that the Lord gives us then, this is the knowledge that we want our brothers and sisters in Christ to have. I want Grace Baptist Church to be the most biblically literate church in town. Amen? Well, that takes prayer. That takes work. That takes a desire for people. So let's go back to the beginning. Verse 6 again. For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So now here's our test. I'm going to ask you all. Is praying for the other people in the church, is that a habit for you? Is that something you do not cease doing? Then, again, middle of verse 9. And to desire. Do you have godly desires for the other people in the church? Do you even think about it? Your friends here at the church, what do they need? Have you even thought about it? Have you thought about it? And then, desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to His glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Folks, you see that? Now we know how to pray for each other. I would challenge you to study the prayers in the Bible. Study the prayers in the Bible. You ready for this? You want? To, can I encourage you? Most of the prayers in the Bible are short. When Elijah prayed on the on Mount Carmel and called down the fire to light the altar, that was like a fifteen second prayer. You know. So when I'm talking about praying, if you're gonna Pray for one of your friends. It's not staying up all night with weeping and gnashing of teeth. It's look at the scripture, and Nathan, you're thinking about one of your friends, and you pray, Lord, help him. Help me to, to pray for him constantly. Help me to really desire that good things happen. And then, Lord, help him to be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom. You see? It's look, open up your Bible and pray for folks. The words of Scripture. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you think that if you're doing this, if you just pray that verse, if I pray this passage for Pastor Nathan, how many of you think that this is God's will for him? Look at John chapter 16. Verse 23. John 16, 23. And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Look, if you ask anything, and there's other passages and you know them, you ask anything according to God's will, He'll do it. So if I pray this for Pastor Nathan, if I pray Ephesians chapter 3 and Colossians chapter 1 for Pastor Nathan, That's God's will for him, and he will do it. Now imagine that we're all doing this for each other. Imagine what God can do here at Grace Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much.